Hey gang, you join us for, uh, oh, it's episode seven of Mel Gedroich's Quilting. I can't, how the time flies when you're enjoying yourself, eh, Mighty Bush? Yeah, time flies when you're having fun, they say. Yeah, and we are still having fun, even though we're in somewhat uh, different cirques uh, this week for the podcast. Like everybody listening, I'm sure, or certainly a lot of listeners, uh, we are in a lockdown situation. So, uh, the young Bush, he is a bit younger than me, that always annoys me, the young and mighty Bush, uh, who's currently making a, a little face a little bit like a cartoon beaver. Uh, as if he's about to chomp on some sweet corn. It's just because I can see you. I'm just trying to put you off through this little camera that we're looking at each at through here. Do you know what I mean? I feel like a pro Ooh, like, Xbox like gamer the... or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, exactly. What, whatever that is. <laughs> uh, no, we're here. We're in separate places, but we are coming together in this beautiful technological podcasty way to bring you Mel Gedroch's quilting. And we will continue to do so for as long as we're all in a bit of self-isolation like this. So life goes on. The quilting podcast goes on, my friend. That's all I'm saying. We're here for you. Let's all just reach out in a big... I'm about to be very, very cheesy and I'll possibly make myself cry as I do this, but in a big quilt of love. In a big quilt of love, we will embrace each other. We will huddle together virtually under the quilt. Yeah? Yeah. So, gang, just remains for me to say, let's get quilting. So Mel and I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has sent fabric in for us to use. We managed to get a big bag's worth of it to take it to our separate homes before the lockdown yep. happened. Uh, but we just want to say, uh, unfortunately, we're not unable to get back into the building to actually access any of the more any more of that stuff. So you don't need to send us any more stuff for the time being. We really appreciate what's been sent so far. And what we're going to use is this podcast to say a huge thank you to everyone who's sent fabric or sent us messages via our Instagram at Mel G Quilting. And do send us messages. We absolutely love it. And we'll give you a mention on this show. Yeah. And also people are sending in pictures of the fabric they would have sent us uh, on Instagram, which is at Melgy Quilting. So that's, it's it's almost as good, Bushy, isn't it, as the real thing? It keeps us going, doesn't it? Because uh, it's, you know, obviously we we sit in a little room doing this podcast. We're now sitting in two separate, slightly smaller rooms. Uh, But you never quite know whether, you know, are people listening? Is it it affecting their lives and stuff like that? And it's only through the the messages that come into at Mel G Quilting that we really realise just, uh, I don't know how many people are are tuning in, which is great. It's amazing. Lizzie Allen, 35. uh, I I wasn't saying her age. (laughs) She might be older, she might be younger. But anyway, Lizzie Allen, 35. uh, She sent in some amazing pictures on the Instagram of some beautiful fabric, which is a sort of sky blue with some butterflies on and some black uh, material with an enormous, I think it's a hollyhock. I'm going to say it's a hollyhock. Bush. What's a hollyhock when it's at home? Hollyhock is a uh, a flower. Is it? It's a, yeah, hollyhocks are beautiful. I don't know if it is a hollyhock. I'm slightly busking that. No, uh, I think that's, says, a, that's a hollyhock as far as I'm concerned from now on. Yeah. Lizzie Allen says, way back when I was a new quilter, I couldn't afford to buy much fabric. However, my mum was an elected member of the local council at the time and one of her fellow councillors made her own clothes. So I was given her scraps. I thought you would like to have some of the fabric for your quilt. So we we will, when we can get hold of the real hollyhock fabric, that's going (laughs) to very much be going into the quilt. And, oh, we've heard from Texas, mate. Texas has been in ruddy touch. We're going international, Mel. We're going international. We've always said it, Bushy, haven't we? Lil Star of Texas says, 
Uh, special thanks uh, to Kay Collins Six for mentioning it in her stories, but the rest of you are fired. No one may speak to me. Me and my BFF Mel are hanging out now. Oh, Lil Star of Texas. Texas. You are so right on it, my friend. I love a bit of Texas. Can I just say, <laughs> I'm sure she'll be over we... the moon with that impression of her down in the deep south there. Oh, I hope it doesn't put her off. No, it won't do. No, I'm... it's fantastic. I ain't going to Texas, Thelma. I ain't going through Texas. No, that's bad, isn't it? Te- Texas. 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 Why don't you Texas. put that needle and thread down, boy? Come over here. Oh, that's strong, Bush. That's I'm a bit menacing, though, isn't it? Let's do nice, do nice Texas, nice Texas. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Charlene Tilton, who was in Dallas. She had more of a kind of voice like that, didn't she, Charlene? <laughs> that's great. That's a good. I like that. I'm liking that. <gasps> oh, we've got some brilliant '80s fabric. This is amazing. Um, this is from Mrs. Pilgrim. I'm sending this '80s fabric to Melody Quilty. That is so. Brilliant. That reminds me of, it's a kind of stripy, it's a little bit MC Hammer trouser. <laughs> and it's also, I'm getting um, Annabella Lewin from um, Bow Wow Wow. It's sheer Bow Wow Wow. Bit of Bow meets, Wow Wow. Meets Nana Cherry. I can imagine Nana Cherry having a sort of puffball shirt, not skirt, <laughs> puffball shirt made out of this fabric. Reds, yellows, whites, greens, blues in an incredible array of sort of 80s clashing stripe. It's amazing. Didn't the um, the MC Hammer trouser stroke pantaloon make a bit of a comeback five, ten years ago? Is it a harem pant? Is that what it's called? The harem pant, mate. Absolutely. Are they still that going? Only... The, the hareems, mate, they, they never... They... They never went out, as far as I'm concerned. I, I've been, I've been donning, I've been donning a few harems the last few days since we've been in isolation. I have to say, it's the thing um, to do. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, this is amazing. Our Insta is full of wonderful, wonderful uh, people. C Martella fifty, Victoria Findlay Wolf, um, and 132 others. I don't really understand how Instagram works. I am trying to sort of uh, grapple with it live. Um, Aviva uh, slash Haddis. Um, oh my goodness, Alison Carr yeah. says hi at Mel G Quilting and the Mighty Bush. This is the fabric I was going to submit before lockdown kicked in. They're the ugliest animal print leggings worn when I was in a production of Stepping Out at the People's Theatre in Newcastle a couple of years ago. These, wow. my friend, Bushy, these are performance trousers. Performance we're with here. trousers. <laughs> Mel, can I ask you a question? Go on, love. When you were in, with, in company, are you allowed to keep any of the stuff when you do a performance on stage, uh, you know, on a big play like that? Are you allowed to keep any of the outfits they get for you? Mates, no. <gasps> they were so ruddy tight on that show. <laughs> the thing I really, really wanted to keep was the incredible wig. I mean, it was proper top quality wiggage. It was a beauty. I would say the wig was made out of real hair <laughs> and I would say it was possibly Elaine Page's own hair. <laughs> It was, it was great, thick. wasn't it? I remember it was brilliant. Matey, it was thick, it was lustrous, it made me look as if I had a proper head of hair, unlike this grease ball of oh, a flat, on. thin-haired monstrosity that I've got on my head at the moment. They wouldn't it, apparently it cost a thousand pounds that wig. A thousand pounds for a wig? Yeah. It did make you look like uh, uh, that you were the head of a local neighborhood watch, and I liked that. Bushy, thanks, my love. You've got a good head of hair on you, Bushingtons. Well, You've got a good head of hair. Thank you very much. Maybe I could, uh, you know, this is the problem I've got at the moment, right, is that we're in lockdown indefinitely. How am I going to get my hair cut? What, what happens with cutting hair? Right. 
Matey, big news on that. So my eldest daughter, lovely Floss, uh, who's 17, she got my quilting scissors on Monday, so four days ago, and she cut all her own hair off. (gasps) Oh, no. This was her response to the quarantine. She actually looks quite cool because, frankly, every 17-year-old looks looks cool, don't they, whatever they do to yeah. their barnet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gave herself, you know, Winona Ryder, early Winona Ryder uh, in Beetlejuice. Yes, 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 yes. She gave herself a chippity-chippity-choppity Winona cut. She looks amazing. She then really got a bit of a high off this. Right. And she started to look at me slightly menacingly, <laughs> as if to say... You're next. So I have got, I've got the scissors, oh. mate, in the nook, and they're not going anywhere because she, she's she's after me, mate. She wants to give me a full, a full, um, what was his name, Booger Benson in Grange Hill. <laughs> the full number two, mate, is coming my way. Did you used to cut your kids' hair though back in the day? I think this is going to bring back parental cutting of hair, like you know, with the bowl over the head and stuff. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Mate, it's going to be massive. My sister cut my hair, I'd say back in 78, so I was probably 10, and I still don't have a chunk of eyelashes on my right eye. She she cut my hair, the scissors went out of control, and she got an enormous nick of my eyelashes, oh my and they've word. never grown back. <laughs> so that's a scar that stayed with you, that, after a bad haircut? Yeah. Bushy, for your hairdo, uh, can I just suggest that you get a little pair of nail scissors? Yeah. And... Because that is your quiff is looking absolutely beautiful. Thank you. You get the nail scissors and just have a bit of a sort of um, Tony Hart. Sorry, we've got all the eighties references in today. All the eighties references coming in. Do a little bit of a Tony Hart vision on type snippy 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 snips. Yeah. And then on the sides, have you got a pair of clippers? I'm only only ones that I would shave a beard with. I think that will do. Will that do? Yeah. I end up looking a bit like Morrissey, but we'll just see how we get on. I like your stubble bush that's coming into play in the lockdown. Thank you very much. I like that. You look hunky, mate. Do I look a bit deranged? Maybe I look a little bit deranged. I'm not too sure. No, you look hot. I don't care, oh, Indy. Thanks, Mel. I like. Thank you. That's really nice. That's that's uh, that's kind of bumped my confidence up a little bit because we were on telly the other day because you were on Good Morning Britain, big TV show over here in in the United Kingdom, and they showed a little clip of a video of us quilting in our little room that we normally do the podcast from, and someone Absolutely. commented that it looked like you were visiting me in prison. <laughs> I was like, what does that even mean? What? I know I had a stripy shirt on, but give me a break. Oh, Bushy. Am I, can I just please apologise to you about that TV appearance uh, here and now? Uh, I don't know if any of our lovely listeners happened to catch this appearance. It was on Lorraine at the end of GMB the other day. I didn't even name check you. It's it's fine. It's fine, totally no. fine. No, I've changed. I've turned. I literally was just going, well, yes, I've got a quilting podcast and it's called Mel Gedroch's Quilting. It was my I idea. Didn't make, no, I didn't even name check you, which is absolutely ruddy shocking. Mel, it's, and I'm so sorry It's all good. That, you mate. did a no, great job. You did a great job. Don't you worry about it. It's fine. It's totally fine. No, I've turned. Did it slightly look as if we were uh, knitting up sort of mailbags or sewing up mailbags? Yeah, it did look a little bit prison, but, but in a good way. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, one other instant message here from Beth Forster uh, on the Instagram Aww. page uh, at Mel G Quilting. Hey, quilters, love the podcast. In, res- 
In response to your request for a needle threading help, I've got a suggestion. Oh, yeah. I'm severely visually impaired and I found this super yep. little gadget super useful. Oh. It's easy to use uh, and I've got a letter ready to send once you're back in your building. Keep quilting and stay safe. Oh, that is so kind. That is incredibly thoughtful. Heather Robinson Hunt uh, has sent an amazing picture. Right. She is a proper top grade quilter. Matey, she's using hexagons Ooh. or even or even hexagons. Um, <laughs> hexagon is obviously a quilting term. Yeah, hexagon. It's a, special, it's a special cloth. She's got the board. She's got a sort of olive green board. She's got scissors. Everything's very neat, Bush, in the picture. She's got things lined up. I think we need to raise our game a bit. We need mate. to raise our game. And we've got we've been sent something that's going to help us raise our game to the next level. Uh, Stop it. Honestly, Mo, you're going to love me. this. You're going to love this. What is it? What is it? What is it? Thank you to the lovely people at Lovecrafts. Okay. Oh. They sent a message saying, Hello, we filled this sewing box with some of our favourite fabrics and quilting goodies. Love from Helen, oh. Ella, and the entire team at Lovecrafts. And look at this. Oh. I know you can be able to see through the little webcam we're, we're viewing each other with here. I can always see you, Bush. It's on 24 hours a day. Oh, you're Hello. not. You're not, are you? Look at this. Hello, Doug. <gasps> I'm obsessed with those boxes. It's one of those crafting boxes which have three separate levels and hinges and you open open it up, Bush. Open it up, mate. I I actually just smacked myself in the face trying to open up the left (laughs) wing of it. (laughs) It made Gully, our sound guy, exhale his vape with laughter. Right, let's just uh, just swing this one open here. Look at this. Sorry, it's quite hard to see this, Mel. Oh, my days. I I love the concept that you just called it a left wing. The left wing of the box. Hang on. Oh, I'm actually, I'm slightly um, hyperventilating. On the top level of the three-tiered box, there's about 50 blooming threads, different balls of thread. Look at this, though. It gets In even better. You can open the top bit. It's a little bit like my dad's got a fishing box like this. It goes to another level. Watch this. It goes to 11, mate. Just open. Oh. Oh. It's, it opens into a stepladder of quilting. I've never seen anything Look, like it. Matey, are those felts? Are they all, is it all felt? It's all or is felt. It, just... it, it looks like, uh, I feel like, you know when you go into a suit shop and look at pocket squares, it's like that. It's just yeah. that amount of different material. Oh my days. We are Vanessa Felt's levels of felts. <laughs> There's every single colour of the ruddy rainbow. Red and yellow, yellow and, and blue. pink and green. And orange. Orange and purple and pink. mauve. And do you know the best thing? I can sing a rainbow. Sing. Rain, they've sent us some unicorn what? scissors. Tell me about those. Those are extraordinary. Aren't they? They're metallic. Um, oh. You know you know the tie-dye kind of marbled effect that you get when you're making a tie-dye drawstring bag? In fact, like the bag that you bring to all of our little meetings, Mel. Yes. It's like that, but yes. in, in the form of a unicorn. So thank yes. you very much. I shall be cutting my fabric with these as we speak. The actual scissors are in the shape of a unicorn. I'm sorry to be pedantic. And the horn of the unicorn is the blade on the top. Those are clever, man. They are. They're pretty special. I think if you were to whip these out in any quilting environment, people would think to themselves, ho, ho, hold on a second. We've got ourselves a serious quilter here. Can I just chip in with this? Uh, I've got a patch here, which I have pre-made, which came in our lovely uh, batch of Harry Potter uh, materials. And uh, there's the actual face there on the patch of, uh, oh, I've forgotten his name, Daniel Radcliffe. Uh There we go, Uh Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Bush, I showed this to you the other day. You thought it was Anne Robinson. (laughs) It still looks like Anne Robinson. Honestly, it's like 90% Anne Robinson, 10% Harry Potter. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. You are the weakest quilter. Good good day. Good day. <laughs> oh. 
I've got my glasses on and my short hair. I look like Harry Potter. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sorry about that uh, beepage. I think that might be my emails coming in. Oh, check you you can out. see they're very few and far between. I only get them about an hour. <laughs> I, but, uh, no, just very quickly, just explain your little uh, where you are recording yes, from love. here. This is amazing, amazing little office. You've got like a like an office inside your family wardrobe. Very unusual. Matey, listen, this is not an office as you know it. This is, my friend, the nook. It is the nook. Welcome to the mine. The nook of love. Got That's the nook. The nook. Got That's the nook. The nook of love. That's the nook. That's the nook. It's my little private space where I can only uh, crawl into. You can't stand up here. Um, and I keep my clothes in here. I've got an array of clothes, which if, you know, if times get really, really hard, I will be <laughs> snipping into my clothes. Yes. I don't mind. It's for the quilt. I don't care. I don't care, Bush. I can see you uh, maybe writing a memoir in there, doing your memoirs, like with a pipe. You know the way Winston Churchill used to write in the bath and stuff? I can imagine you doing something like that. Memoirs of the nook. <laughs> memoir. Oh, happy memories in my nook. Memoirs of the nook. Welcome. Welcome to my nook. The, the space. I'm sorry, I'm actually starting to lose it. Do you know what? We've had the most lovely, lovely message here on Insta. I've just seen it. Um, it's from Laura Lee underscore loves. And uh, she says, just wanted to let you know, Mel and Mighty Bush, I've recently got into quilting and I'm an NHS nurse and your podcast is really helping me through this stressful, scary time. Please keep the podcast going because you're keeping me going. Laura Lee, listen, my friend, you are extraordinary because you are frontline ruddy key worker on the NHS. And for that, we bow down to you. It's amazing. You know, like we look back on, you know, in World War Two, and you think, how did people, how were people brave enough to go and do that? I think we're going to look back on yeah. the people who have left their houses and gone to these kind of crazy situations to work for the NHS and everything like that, whilst everyone else is kind of cowering at home like we are. And they're, they're going to be at that same level of bravery. They are, they are absolutely, yeah. they are heroes, aren't they? Yeah. Laura Lee, for you, my friend, for you, we keep this podcast going. Absolutely for everyone, for our dear listeners, and frankly for ourselves, because I would go slightly lalu, uh, lalu loopy loopy loops if I wasn't doing this. <laughs> Me too. Uh, in the nook. So, Laura Lee, we are with you, and we will keep going for you, my friend. Absolutely. Um, I've had such a lovely letter here, Bush. Can I read this out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from um, this is from Izzy. And she sent in, it's a tea towel. It's a red and white gingham, slightly spongy tea towel. <laughs> Actually, it's more of a sort of, more of a, a, a napkin, a table napkin size. It's a bijou tea towel, I would say. No bijou tea towel there. It smells incredibly fresh. Ooh. I don't know how your tea towels are smelling at the moment, Bush. Mine are rank. A little bit musty, mine are a little bit musty. Do you this, want, is, this is a fresh I like to keep a tea towel any time when I'm cooking. It's always over the right shoulder. A little bit like a, an admiral. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. It's a sort of, it becomes an epaulette, doesn't it? It really does. It really it, does. I am so with you. Sometimes I go for the double. Love that. I have one on each shoulder. That's pure rank. Pure rank. Sheer rank. Sheer rank. Um, Izzy says this tea towel is incredibly important to her. Uh, she wants it to be a patch on our epic quilting journey. This chequered fabric holds the deep and beautiful history of two best friends, Izzy and Tash. We were two strangers brought together in a West London house share three years ago, relying on this tea towel to dry our mis mismatched crockery <laughs> from this 
Random placing together grew the most loving and supportive friendship, which has already embraced any number of adventures as well as challenges. Izzy moved to Amsterdam for a year and took the tea towel with her. It became a sort of a sort of Dutch tea towel for a while. Which is very commendable, and I, I, I love that. <laughs> oh, look, they're reunited in West London, and although we no longer live together, we do live on parallel streets. Oh, that's amazing. I'd like to think that the tea towel still has a Dutch this. accent. I, I hope it's still got a Dutch, Dutch accent, do you think? Yes, and there is a slight there is a slight whiff of the coffee shop about the tea towel, which is which is lovely. Well, smells that a bit of uh, tulips. How you say, see you every other weekend. Great to see you guys. You guys having a good time? You want to you want to dry anything for today? That's absolutely fine. My name is Jan Wouters. <laughs> Let's give a Dutch name to that tea towel, man. What's it called? It's called Jan. <laughs> Jan. <laughs> Jan. And uh, listen, I'm afraid, Izzy and Tash, I know this is a sacrifice for you, but I'm about to snip up Jan and uh, very much feature him in the quilt. Can so we? Can we? we can we cut him up if we just named him? I feel really bad now. I think I I I think it's the right and honourable thing to do. Sorry, Jan. It's it's the quilting version of um, sort of Harry Carey, isn't it? <laughs> it's an honourable it's an honourable thing that we're doing. Jan, so you, snippy snip. Jan, you were a great guy. Big apologies about what happened now, but you'll be in the quilt. <laughs> uh, matey, I'm sorry. What are you doing? Well, are you actually doing anything to further the quilt? Oh yeah. What's going on? You're doing. You're just sitting there doing Dutch, and you're not really doing anything. Well, mate. what about Come this? On. Have I got Start a, quilting. a letter quilting. for you, Mel? Come on. I've had a letter through the door of our house. A neighbour has popped uh, a, a bit of fabric through for us to use. No way. No way. Which is lovely. It's from Amelia, and she says, "Bush oh. and Mel, here's a cutting of the first ever granny square I ever made about eighteen months ago. I was going through a rough time with uh, CPTSD." and found a local lady called Rhiannon uh, and joined her crochet class. She's self-employed and local oh. like me and has a son with autism. I felt it was important to support her and for you guys to know about her. Her, oh. her classes here have given oh. me the time to talk safely and have time just for me. I owe her so much. Plus, I've gone from making rubbish granny squares to toys, blankets and clothing, etc. Uh, wow. And she's sending right. this amazing we need to see this. little granny square oh. here. Oh, my gosh. She's properly... That's listen, Amelia. That is a first. We've never had a fully knitted square in the quilt. That's going straight in, Bushy. It's going Patch straight, up, in. my friend. Patching Patch it up. up. Patching up. Oh, I love the idea that um, people are actually posting stuff uh, through your door. That's really lovely. And uh, thank you to everyone who sent stuff in. I mean, we've we've got this kind of um, like huge like treasure chest of stuff at. Uh, the HQ where we normally do our podcast that obviously no one can get yeah. back into at the moment because of the whole situation everyone's in. But uh, we will get to it and we'll reply to you at some point real soon. So we really appreciate that. I tried to do a bit of um, homework quilting ahead of today's little get together. You know, get some squares Swat. done. Swat up a little bit. Swat. And I went into our Swat. local fabric shop, right? And I bought... Yeah. It's, it's not as easy as you think, is it? There's loads of different types of needles and there's loads of different type yeah. of thread. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I bought some yes, needles yes. and some thread, and I am ashamed yeah. to say I couldn't get the needles out of the packet, and the thread mm-hmm. was so thin, I couldn't get the thread off the spool. I don't even know what the words are for it. So uh, it was quite a chastening experience. I don't know about you, lovely listeners, but this anecdote is really scintillating. <laughs> it's been a slow That's time, mate. It's been yeah. a slow time. It's stuck here on my own at home. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, matey. No, listen, it's all important stuff. I shouldn't scoff. It's all important. I have to say, the Izzy Tash, uh, Dutch, the Dutch tea towel, the Yon tea towel. It's like butter going through this. It's lovely to quilt. It's really, it's a fantastic sensation as the needle goes <laughs> through the tea towel. It's lovely. It's a lovely fabric. Thank you so much for sending that in. I've got to say, actually, gang, a big shout out to the Dutch, who I know had put in place the most incredible uh, Eurovision 2020. I've got some friends in Holland and they were just so excited about Eurovision coming to Holland. And of course, it's had to be cancelled. But um, I just want to give a big shout out to all the Eurovision family um, out there who might be listening, because that that's that's really sad that it's not happening this year. So where would it have, where feeling, should it have been then? Where would it have been in this one? In are you listening to me, Bush? It was going to be in Holland. Oh, I see. Sorry, I thought they were hoping to like win it and get it back. Because you, if you win it, you get it. Then is that right? Is that how it works? Yes, that's what happened. That's what happened last year, Bush, two thousand and nineteen. Like that, the Dutch won. Oh my days! What am I, listeners? What am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going? I can't. What am I going to do? Do you know my problem, right? Is trying to like I'm not I'm not that good at doing this <laughs> stitching thing. I can't actually do two things at once. That's what it is. It, it no, it is hard. Genuinely, I know there's there's all this thing that says, oh, you know, women are really good at, at multitasking and men are really bad. And I think you've just proved that. <laughs> <right>. um... <laughs> so cheeky, so cheeky. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I've gone very cheeky in my nook bush. A little bit cheeky. So, how have you been coping with the with the isolation, Mel? Are you are you are you faring well amongst all this kind of stuff, or what, how's it been for you? Oh, Bushingtons. Um, so uh, we are, as a fam, obviously, all here together. And so far, so far, so good. We've had a bit of rogue haircutting, as I mentioned. Yes. Uh, from from my elder daughter. Um, sorry, I finished this patch. Izzy and Tash's, the Dutch patch is now finished. Oh, that's satisfying. Can you see that on the cam? Oh, that's very, that's very oh. sharp corners there. I really like those corners. Also, matey, lovely to have a bit of gingham involved. Yeah, it's the first bit of gingham, gingham, isn't it? First bit of gingham in the quilt. Yeah, it's jolly. It's really super jolly. Um, We're all right, my love. So um, my younger daughter has... She's taken to wearing a onesie pretty much twenty four seven, and she's 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 working on a dance, which I have to say is really really perking us all up. It's a sort of spider dance. She gets down very very low, yeah. like a spider, travels across the floor like a sort of spider slash crab. She wears a John Bon Jovi headband, <laughs> and we get her to do it about eight times a day. It's absolutely. Brilliant. Amazing. So she's like uh, uh, portable entertainment on tap in your exactly. house. Um, now, darling Bush, you've got you've got a lovely two year old with you. Yes. How are you finding that? How is it going? Do you know what? It's going okay. It... It's going all right. Yeah. How's she doing? She's she's been very good. Um, the the garden oh. has come into its own in terms of her tearing around the garden. Do you know what she's doing though? She's um, obsessed with trying to eat daffodils. <laughs> I have to keep taking oh, daffodils she... off her. Because aren't they like poisonous? Many... Daffodils, are they poisonous? <sighs> Let's look it up. I think we'll they are. I think they might be poisonous. So I, uh, every time you turn around, uh, she's out. Because she's drawn, you know what they're like at that age? They're drawn to like the most dangerous thing. Every time you turn Always. around for like two two seconds, she's like got a, a, the stem of a daffodil in her mouth or something like that, where she's trying to climb around the back of the shed. So um, it's just a question of keeping an eye on her, really. She's a little monkey. How many daffodils has she ingested so far, would you say? Um, I've had to take about five or six off her, but she's absolutely oh. obsessed with them. 
But she's lesser. she's a source of entertainment. She's been walking around yesterday um, speaking into our HSBC card reader as if she's on the phone, literally just chatting away. Oh, listen, mate, I'm seeing a future broadcaster. She's going to be using the daffodil as a microphone. Yes. And she's going to, and then she's going to be speaking into the HSBC, what is it, a pin sentry thing? It's one of those... Pin sentry? Um, I think pin sentry. Pin sentry thing, yeah, it is. It's one of those. But she thinks it's like a little her own little personal handset. God bless her. Oh, I love that girl. She's got she's got the makings of a real broadcaster, matey. That's all I'm saying. Cheeky little monkey, that's for sure. Oh, now big news just in. This is great, by the way. Um, Lucy Young, um, a lovely listener, um, a lovely listener, a lovely, <laughs> she's listen. a lovely listener, lovely listener. One of our one of our Poddington specials. She has sent in. This is important. A piece of denim from a pair of trousers that she first wore to a Simple Minds gig oh, back wow. in the 80s. Oh, and I can't, I can't think of a more apt fabric than denim to go and watch a bit of Simple Minds as well. Do you know what I mean? I can just imagine <sighs> that. Matey, I caught the Minds uh, about, probably about six years ago, down at the Brighton Dome. Um, Jim Kerr still on absolutely fine form. And, uh, you know, putting out all those signature Simple Mind moves. You know, the one which looks like he's playing a big xylophone across the floor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that guy. So he straddles down and he does a big, it's like he's holding a massive pair of beaters and he, and he just does the big xylophone. Anyway, there came a point uh, during the gig, it was so good, mate, where he basically looked at the audience, then looked at his watch and said... Right, OK, we've got a lot to get through, so let's uh, move on to Glittering Prize. <laughs> let's crack on. He was so desperate to wind the gig up. It was brilliant. Had it all on the clock. <laughs> Didn't you... Was he the fella that you were... Um, I remember you telling me years ago that you were... Were you sat next to him on a plane? Was that was that him? Oh, matey. Oh, what happened was... Uh, right, by the way, I'm doing patch number two. I'm doing patch number two of the Dutch tea towel because I'm really loving the gingham. I just want to keep patching. Is that all right? Do it. Keep on going, man. So Jim Kerr happened to be up in BBC Scotland where I was recording a radio show and somebody ran into the room where I was recording. Sorry, this is a really sort of, oh, it's a a broadcasting anecdote, darlings. Will will you indulge me, my loves? Will you indulge me? Oh, go for it. Go for it, my dear. She came running into the room and she said, Jim Kerr is next door rehearsing. Would you like to meet him? Ooh. I I lost breath, mate. I couldn't actually speak. I was so excited. I'd had Jim Kerr up on my wall in poster form. Not in real form. That would be very sinister <laughs> if he was up on my wall. <laughs> so I just said, yes, lead me to him. Where is he? Where is he? I grasped the hand of Dame Catherine Granger, who happened to be in the recording <laughs> studio with me. The rower, the Olympic rower. Um, <laughs> this is I'm love turning it. into a massive I love massive it. I love this so much. It's going to be made into a Netflix series, but carry on. So I grasped Dame Catherine Granger, the rower's hand, her gnarled, callous hands because of all the rowing she's done. Okay. And I said, I said, Kath, we're going next door. Are you up for this? And she was like, oh, yeah. We bust into Jim Kerr's dressing room and he looked mightily alarmed, mate. Had no idea who these ladies were. Um... I think he was dunking a tea bag, a sort of herbal tea bag, into a cup of hot water. Right. Which, which, for my money, wasn't very rock and roll. But anyway, there we go. 
We gabbled away at him. I think I did a dance move in front of him. I said I used to love your xylophone dance moves. Nice. That went down pretty badly. Brilliant. And he basically had us ushered out as quickly as possible. (laughs) Anyway, cut to the second chapter of this anecdote. I mean, really, buckle up, gang. This is a very, very long anecdote. I was on a ruddy plane going up to Glasgow. Sitting there, uh, I don't know, reading the old um, safety manual or whatever, or looking at the sick bag, you know, the sort of things you do on planes. I looked to my right, two seats away from me, Jim Kermate. It's the man himself. Who was sitting next to a beautiful, this gorgeous um, Japanese lady, I think possibly his wife. And she was reading a book, you know, some sort of amazing arty book. Jim and I locked eyes when she went to the loo because she was sitting between us and he had a moment of horror to see my ruddy, greasy face gurning at him. And then, mate, he looked down into his book as if to say, don't you dare even look at me or talk to me because I will call the steward over. Oh. It was mortifying. So you're given a proper cold mate. shoulder by Jim Kerr. He didn't give me his glittering prize, mate, at all. He literally forgot about you. Oh! Oh! See what we've done there? He sent me to the waterfront, literally. (laughs) He really did. I I went up to the loo and he said, yes, I'm going to move on down to the waterfront, or you certainly are, and don't ever come and sit next to me, you weirdo, middle-aged, perimenopausal stalker. (laughs) And, mate, he didn't even look at me once during the flight. I feel so bad. I feel like you made a connection. You did his dance to him in his dressing room. What, why haven't you made a personal connection there? It's it's unfair, it's, isn't it? Has anything similar, has anything similarly, crushingly, mortifyingly, embarrassingly happened to you uh, with you and one of your heroes? Please be honest. Tell me. I need to know. Uh, I got really drunk and went over to Alex James from Blur. Who's I, I've been <gasps> a Blur fan since the, the very beginning. And I, I'm a, a bass player, so I, he's a brilliant bass player. And I've always idolised yeah. him. And I went over to try and speak to him, but I'd had a couple of shandies. And it was like an awards ceremony, a radio awards ceremony. Oh, oh, oh. And I just garbled at him. I didn't even know what I said. I was just like, bleh, 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 I love you. Oh. And it was the, it's the worst thing. I still sometimes, you know, in those moments when you, you wash in oh. the dishes and you look out the window into the garden and your mind like yes drifts i think about yes. what i said to alex james and just think oh my god mate what did you what were you doing i feel so sorry for did him you, do, do you ever get that thing where you remember something so embarrassing that it actually makes your leg twitch yeah, involuntarily yeah, yeah. totally just like did, did I, you I'm have cringing. a leg twitch i've got a leg, leg twitch now even thinking about it oh mate but what's can you remember what alex james said was he kind was he was he did he walk away did he call security what happened i think he just politely asked me if i was all right and then picked up his lager and went and sat at a different table he said he needed to go over there for oh. a bit or something and then just sat at a table oh. on his own it was awful absolutely oh, awful because you always think you're gonna oh, be dead cool aren't you, aren't you when you're um when you meet oh. your idols Never meet your idols, they yeah. say, don't they? Never meet your idols. Never meet your idols. Just going, um, going back to the uh, the planes on, thing. I, I think embarrassing embarrassing things happen on planes because you're in kind of weird close yeah, confinement with people. I had an awful and, again, still cringy uh, experience of my first ever long-haul flight when I was going off for my year abroad in America. I studied in Massachusetts for a year because uh, oh, I did American studies. Lovely. So I was on the plane. It was absolutely, it was quite nervous. And, and I was being sent over there with a um, a girl from my American studies class that I'd not really spoken to before. Uh, and I was quite worried yeah. about getting, um, um, you know, when the altitude thing makes your ears pop. 
Yes, bushy. So my mum had given me a, a pack Scary. of tree ball mints to help with the decompression thing. So anyway, I was sat between. On my left-hand side was the girl from my American Studies class. On my right-hand side was this kind of quite suave, sophisticated, incredibly intimidating-looking businesswoman. So I got on the plane, oh, no. bit of chat to the pair of them, offered them both a tree ball mint. Absolutely fine. We had a bit of a chat. Da, 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 da. Then everyone had some food and went to sleep. And I woke up a bit later on and thought, oh, I'll have a tree ball mint because my ears are hurting. Looked to my left to offer one to the girl that I was flying over there with. She was asleep. Thought, fair enough. Swung to the right to offer one to the businesswoman. <laughs> But she was asleep. But at that point, because of the momentum, the tree ball mint dropped out of my little bag of them and landed atop her breasts, on top of her suit top. So I was then faced with this. They were the pair of them were both asleep. And I was just faced with this awful scenario. When you say when when you say the pair of them, you mean the pair of (laughs) the ladies. Yeah, the pair of the ladies. Or or the pair of the aforementioned um, uh, airbags. Airbags. So I was left with this awful situation where. The tree ball mint was sitting on top of her blouse. She knows they're my tree ball mints. So what do I do? Do I try and risk getting them off the top, which could get me chucked off the plane, or leave them on Maybe. there? And then she's thinking that I've just placed a tree ball mint for her to have a snack when she wakes up on top of her blouse. <laughs> and I just struggled with this for like five so minutes. So what did you do? What did you do? I had, to leave you do? It. I had to leave it on top of her blouse. So I then pretended to be asleep. I saw her wake up. Look down, pick the tree ball mint off, look at me in disgust, drop it on the floor, oh, turn over, mate. and she didn't speak to me for the rest of the plane journey. Mate, she did a Jim Kerr. She Jim Kerr. She you. Jim Kerr me. That's the new verb. She absolutely curred the life out of me. She curred the ruddy daylights out of you. Oh, and that's awful because it's a long haul flight, so you've got hours oh, and hours and hours. Another meal, another oh, meal and a movie. Mate, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting the leg twitch. Uh, I'm getting the leg twitch, mate. I'm <laughs> getting flashbacks. Behalf. I'm getting flashbacks to it. Imagine that though. Imagine and if you so- if you received something off a stranger, like a little sweetie or whatever, sweet or whatever, and then you go to sleep and wake up and that stranger's placed another one on your chest for you, on your shoulder. That's like, what's going on? Like, like feeding the birds. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like trill. <laughs> it's it's like, like putting a bit of trill into it. a little bowl. <laughs> oh my oh God. Oh my day. If you have any embarrassing things that have happened to you on a plane, get in touch with us yeah. on this podcast. Mate, the Jim Kerr on the plane, actually, it makes me feel slightly sick. It was so embarrassing <laughs> because we had, we had eye meet. He knew, he knew that he'd seen me before. He couldn't obviously place me, yeah. but he knew it. I saw it in his eyes. It was <laughs> so flipping embarrassing. I mate. mean, the worst thing is, is just being completely unmem- unmemorable to someone, isn't it? Just they can't yeah. remember you. Oh, You've left no impression. All he saw was just a kind of middle-aged saddo gurning at him on a plane. <laughs> I've made an absolute pig's ear of this thing. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to start this again. <gasps> That's a first, Bushy. You're starting a patch again. I seem to have lost my ability to flip in sew it. I don't want to do him. Well, Bushy, Bushy, maybe we should leave you trying to um, get your quilting mojo back on because <laughs> I know you have that mojo in absolute bowlfuls, my friend. Thank you, Mel. Thank you very much. I just feel like I've, um, you know, when you, you doubt yourself, I mean, everyone has doubts in their own hobby. I feel like I'm doubting myself in my ability to no, stitch. No, Bush. No, Bush. I'm not having any of that nonsensical talk. You are, my friend, a prime 
quilter. Thank you very much. We love your quilting and we have faith in your quilting. Never doubt it, my friend. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Not just Mel, but thanks, everyone, for supporting me during this. Uh, so, look, if people want to get in touch, we love, as we, st- we said earlier on, we absolutely love your messages. They keep us going. And obviously, we're all in reduced, crazy circumstances at the moment. So let's reach out to each other. Please drop us a little uh, message on our Instagram. It's yeah. at Mel G Quilting. At Mel G Quilting. Get involved. Yes, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. And we, my friends, will keep going as long as Bush's bunk-bedded room remains, as long as my nook stays upright, as long as we have technology. That, my friends, is a quilter's promise. And a quilter's promise is never broken. Yes. Mel Gedroch's Quilting is a Something Else production and our producer is Zoe Edwards and our executive producer is Chris Skinner. Our king of tech is Gully the Gullmeister who's in a dressing gown as we speak. Unbelievable. And our incredible social media content executive manager and organiser is the one, the only Silas Armstrong. I've been Mel Gedroich. Andy Bush will remain Andy Bush. Forever. Forever.